Hey guys, I'm Joe. I play a goddess Docus on Caverns and Comedians, and I'd love for you guys to review us on iTunes. Thank you to Sheet Brickley, It's Not Melanie, and Coconut Phone, which are awesome names, by the way, for your reviews. Uh, make sure you tweet us at CavernsPod or hashtag CavernsPod, and we'd love, we'd love for you to listen, review, and rate. And uh, what everybody's saying is that you don't need to know D&D to enjoy this podcast, which is awesome. Thanks. It might actually be better if you don't. <laughs> Welcome to Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto comedians. After learning more about Coney's plans, he explains the party will have to take the dangerous spider paths. You have just been told by Coney that you will need to take the spider paths up to the Tink Tank. So you are in the pe- you're in the upstairs of the pennant race, and it's evening. You probably shouldn't start out until morning when the next train arrives. I guess we're staying the night with you. I think you can find your own accommodations. Well, we can, but will we? Weren't you just hitting on him? Well, he rejected me, so I'm gonna need some time. I kind of came around though, because you became a little less evil, a little. So should, let's make this happen. Should we just, okay. Well, I will go down and have a drink with John. I'm going to spend some time with my diary, filling in this very exciting day that I've had. Oh, well, I thought this was a group thing. I'm out. I'm a little concerned about your diary, but okay. I mean, I haven't, I haven't gotten a chance to enter anything at, since the last time we were at the pennant race. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's eager for some updates. What? It, it's eager? Yeah, so you, you don't updates. only talk to your diary, but, it, but it's, you treat it like a sentient being? Phoenix, I think diary is a euphemism, if you know what I mean. I do not. There's absolutely no reason for any of you to be talking about this in my room. Please leave. Coney starts shuffling you out while also holding up his finger, warning you you can bring back your deepest, darkest fears at any moment. All right, we're going, we're going, we're going. Leave me. Stop threatening to finger us. Uh, Can you point us to the spider paths? I've been through, I gave you the brochure with with the timetables on it. They don't leave until the morning. Okay, right, right, got you. So wait, we're catching a train and... We're riding spiders in a path. But he said train. He just said train. Maldar, just explain it to these people and get out of my place. As we walk to our rooms for the night, Maldar explains. So the spider path system is kind of like, um, it's an underground train system. Just the spiders made a whole lot of tunnels and they sort of filled out the whole system under the city. So we just sort of co-opted those tunnels and made a... I'm going, I'm going system. to get a drink. So kind it's a subterranean way yeah. to uh, get around. A marvel just... of the modern modern technology. John Hortense walks up. Is that dog bed still available? Hey, welcome back to the establishment. All your places are still available. I kept them open for you. Oh, thank uh, you. Agata, if you, if you don't want to spend the night in a double bed, then I've got a nice circular one you could hang out in. Oh. How do you find sheets for that? Custom made. Well, I'll stay there then. I don't believe your name is Agata, but uh, dog bed, yay. Oh, oh, yeah, yes, yay, yay. Could I introduce you guys in a round of drinks first? Yeah, I, I could go for a drink. Yes, me too. Sure. Fennec, is there beef between us? Are you beefing, bro? No, you're serving chicken wings tonight. Right, right. Just so you know, I think you're good people. All right. All right, well, let's uh, let's get a little wild, people. What the hell was that? Yeah, it was weird. Dude, Finnick, why are you being weird? I'm not being weird. Kind of being weird. Yeah, no, I hate this guy. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm going to have a drink. He offered me a drink. Sure. I get it, Finnick. You have a drink, you're tired. We've been through a lot. I get it. It's like a lot of, a lot of weird hesitation, a lot of like... Moldar, you can write this in your diary. Yeah. 
Oh, it's getting a whole paragraph. John has gone behind the bar. He has set up a line of pint glasses and shot glasses. Uh, he has poured a foamy, heady beer into each pint glass and also a brown liquid, which he then sets on fire and drops into the pint of beer. It still somehow alchemically is able to burn on the inside of the beer. Yay, fire resistance! Maldar downs the drink. Yay, the ability to heal myself! Fook downs the drink. Well, uh, okay. I gotta blow out the top and then downs the drink. Finnick picks it up, straightens his collar, and downs it with the fire. Well, I'm glad you all enjoy the flaming jam. It gives you a plus one to fun checks for the next two hours. Bottoms up, guys. I don't we, get what he was referencing. Up, but the, was he? Yeah, was... the bottom can't get more up. I just upped my bottom. Oh, well, yes. There's something going on between you guys. There's something you guys need to hash out. I tried to have something going on, but they turned us down. It's... Well, Fook, you know, I try and not mix business and pleasure. Probably wouldn't have been pleasurable with this one here. He says, pointing to Maldar. That's true. Finnick has taken off his shoes and climbed on top of the bar. He is having fun. See, this guy <laughs> gets it. This guy gets it. Yeah! I've never been this tall before. I didn't know Finnick was such a vanding wonder. Hey, hey, hey guys, I, I'm horny. Points to his horns. Get it? I'm, I'm horny. Ah, oh, you just ruined the fun. Last call. I'm so embarrassed I, for myself right now. I think we're just going to close up for the night. Yeah, I gotta, I'm not in the mood anymore. Oh. I got I to go to my room. Was it Moldar? He yes. does that. Yes, yeah. it was. It, it's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll be in my room. Moldar looks shifty-eyed for some reason that no one knows about and then slides away to his private room. John, uh, defeated in his attempts at having a nice party night, just sort of shakes his head and walks back to his office. We're not fun. I'm just putting it out there. We're not fun. I've had fun. I'm sure I've had fun. We're not it. I've never claimed to be fun, so I think I think I'm pretty much as 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 on offer. I feel like I have fun quite a bit. Dancing so. on the bar. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm done that now because uh, you know we're out of the mood. Well, I think we should talk about it while he's out of the room, but uh, we do have to talk about Moldar. What do you want to say about Moldar? What's up? Well, he's very very evil. Well, that is true. He does like to murder people, which is. And an I'm issue. worried if we're going into the uh, area with the tinkers, I. If he tries to exterminate some of my people, it'll, I guess I'll have to exterminate him. Well, I, I don't want to exterminate one of our party, but... Um... Well, I don't want to exterminate innocents either. So are, are all the tinkers gnomes? Well, a fair number of us, probably. It's in our blood. Look at these things that I've tinked. Wow, it's a uh, horse. Yes, but it makes noise. Look, I wind it up and it moves across the table, making... Fool, put that away. It's anatomically correct. Yes, I can it's... see, but it is completely out of size, out of scale. It is Phil, vibrating so violently oh, that all the glasses are Phil. dropping off the Phil. counter. Put it away. Put it in the bag of pooping. Look what it's carving into the tabletop. I don't... Oh, it's a dick butt. Oh, dear, dear, that horse looks like it's in so much pain. Probably. Meanwhile, Mulder alone in his room. So alone in his room, Maldar slides out both his diary and his strange radio-like device that makes static and lets him talk to his patron, and he begins opening his diary and reading from it in a report-like manner to his master. All right, so at Dear Diary, as is our call sign, here's a list of the people who have died in my presence lately, and uh, once again, uh, I claim they are not my fault. I just wanted you to know about it. If you give me more powers, then maybe I, I can get out of those fights. So just just a thing to consider. I'm not I'm not asking. I'm not being ungrateful for the powers you've already given me. But you know, if I could you know control more minds or you know disappear more, I could probably avoid killing all these people. So just consider it. Uh, all right, here we go. And he gives a long, detailed report 
If uh, the sound of a thousand souls screaming could be heard to sigh, they sigh. Fuchs settles into the dog bed in the corner. Finnick goes up to the room uh, and lays down in his bed. Agata goes up to her room and goes to sleep, and halfway through the night leaves her room and goes downstairs. From the deepness of his sleep, a single tear rolls down Finnick's cheek. Yeah, Finnick is treated to the sound of something's banging into a wall somewhere. <laughs> Sounds like a headboard. Who's to know? Morning has come. Agata sneaks out of John's private room and back up to her room before she thinks Finnick has woken up and the pennant race comes back to life. It's time for the breakfast rush, the smell of eggs, the crackle of bacon, the sound of people getting ready to begin their day. Agata goes downstairs to grab some breakfast. Hey, Finnick, you coming? I'm very, very hungry this morning. Yeah, just, uh, yeah that's okay. Hey, uh, good morning, Agata. That was a, it was a very pleasant evening, wasn't it? It was. I'm, I've definitely worked up an appetite. Could I get a, uh, some bacon and eggs from you, please? Oh, excellent, excellent. I've, uh, I've got just the thing. I made you a special omelette. Hello, my name is Fook. I made Fook a special omelette, too. Ooh. Good morning, Fook. How did you sleep? Well, there was there were noises in the night, probably ghosts of some sort. Oh yes, I think I didn't think last that, long though. Very quick. I think that is a matter of opinion, but I, I, no, see, it I agree. it was really quick. Some women like efficiency. Women ghosts? Uh, maybe. I mean, why do we have to be genderist about ghosts? Fairly true. Most of these seems to be the man ghost making noise anyway. Phoenix stumbles down the stairs. Uh, he has not had the best sleep. And his uh, his hair is all tussled, and he looks like he definitely just woke up. Morning, Finnick. Hungry? Yeah, so... I made some pancakes in the shape of your face. Fuck you. Did you hear those ghosts shouting out the names of deities? Yeah. Maldar enters. So quiet trying to sleep here. It's weird. Oh, right. You're, you're used to the screaming people, right? Yeah, and there was only one screamer all night. It's it's so hard to concentrate yeah, with only one screamer. just scream- a man. Just a one person screaming. I, yes. I couldn't discern gender, but just one screamer the whole For like night. 30 to 40 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, it was very short. Yes. It's hard to get any sleep done. So here you guys are going to the spider paths. Brave. Who are we? Well, as once we get some food, I think that's where we're headed. Unless anybody else has some ideas. I'll write it inside my shield so I'll remember. Ooh, there's something already written here. Oh, what's that? Maldar is a multiple murderer. That is true. We, Yes. Yes, I mean, he we, is. We, we've been through that enough, so I, I think you can probably just scratch it out of the uh, shield. We've already we've already dealt with it. Oh, it's in there pretty deep. You just scratch something on top of it, or like noted, or it's done. It's fine. Agata is slowly shaking her head side to side. No, no, keep it. Yes, I, I think I will, so that every time I raise my shield, I'll know both that and that we're out of toilet paper. Uh, I'm eating these pancakes, and they look like my face, and it's kind of like how I feel, like I'm eating my face. It's actually pretty cool. Thanks, Jum. So, uh, Jum, have the spider paths been more active lately? I thought they were getting better. Well, it's uh, certainly a place you want to keep your wits about you. I heard they, I heard they keep breaking down. There have been some uh, technical issues lately. I've heard a bit more about delays. They've only gone down to the two trains a day now. So, could we get some coffee before we head right, out? I'll give that to you to go. Uh, you're, you're about to run out of time. Wouldn't want you to miss the train. No, no, thank you. Oh no, we're running late. What? <laughs> no? Is that no? Are we, oh, I, that... I thought it was gonna be like a mad dash. We all run off because we were running late for the train. Oh, you got like ten minutes. So yeah, we can saunter. It's about, we it's can about a three-minute walk to the station. Oh, sorry. I just grab your coffee. Let's go. 
on that, you arrive at the entrance to the underground. It's really just a... Looks like a shack, almost like an outhouse, but it opens up and there's stairs down. This was meant to be a centerpiece of the city. It was meant to be a great step forward, but with the way things have gone over the last 20, 30 years, it's kind of been neglected. Uh, the spider paths were discovered during uh, some spelunking expeditions that these giant spiders that live under the city managed to carve tunnels in almost perfect confluence with the way that the city had been built up. So there's a north, south, and an east, west. They're incredibly dangerous, perhaps because they didn't properly clear out the spiders. But it is the quickest way to get through the city, and you are incredibly unlikely to run into any roving patrols. What the hell's a presto pass? Well, we were uh, we were gonna we were gonna install that. The ticket takers now speaking to you. We were gonna install that, but kind of ran out of money in the budget. Ridership's down. Fook just walks under the turnstile without ducking. It doesn't make a difference. I gotta jump over the turnstile if it doesn't make a difference. Hey, children are free. He's short. He's not young. So, so you think the guy with the gray hairs and the wrinkles and the, the bifocal glasses is, is a child? I'm no, oh, whoa, whoa, I'm not a racist, if that's what you're saying. Are you coming on to me? Moldar. Because it's working. We're right, that'll be a copper for... then. Fook runs. Moldar, we're not paying for the ride. Shut up and jump over. Oh, sure, I kill a couple people and get mad, but you're Guards. stealing. Guards. You're stealing subway Moldar. pass? I'm going to cover his fare. Oh, thank, thank you. you. I wouldn't want to have to cover, call the guards. Not they, at all. They've apparently beefed up security, so uh, all the guard patrols are a little more intense. That's why I will pay the copper for the party. Right. I'm watching you guys. Finnick has a long time ago just walked under one of the turnstiles. No one sees you. Agata walks away muttering, Yeah, sure, he can kill thousands of people, but oh dear, don't pay Say, a fare. What? what? And they call me the bad guy. Mulder drops all the coppers into the till and moves on. So you get to the platform. Uh, there's a time, posted time for the train, but again, uh, this is really not that kind of service where it's going to come in. So you have to wait about 20 minutes. And then a large steel covered, it's wooden, but it's got steel plating over it. Uh, you see shutters on the windows that are able to come down and cover them. It's very armored. It is so, sort of suspiciously armored because it wasn't designed to be armored. It was designed to look like your average train carriage. But a really big engine uh, comes chugging along. And it's got three cars behind it, and it stops right in front of you. I have a very bad feeling about this. So do I. 20 whole minutes of waiting, and we didn't say a damn thing to each other. I'm worried about us. We've been together for years, and it seems to be breaking down. Uh, not years. A couple days. Days? But, oh. but I appreciate the sentiment. Oh, well, then I don't care about you. Oh, okay. Bing, boom, boom. Are you guys coming in? Yeah, I'm coming. When the door opens, it's the door to the engine, and a dwarven woman stumbles out. So you guys want to ride the train? She burps, and you can smell the alcohol on her breath. Uh, yes, but I'm hoping you're not driving. But this basically drives itself. It's sort of like a stop-go button, that's it. Will we get to see the spiders? About that. We have a whole orientation. Ooh, I've got several orientations. You have an orientation... For riders? We gotta keep our eyes peeled. Or else. The spiders. So you, you guys gotta know, like, the signs. Like, you see you see a whole bunch of little spiders? That probably means a big spider's coming. If we stop and the shutters come down, don't make a noise. I thought we were trying not to get into fights from now on. Sounds like we're going into a lot of fights. We're avoiding the city guard by taking the means city of train. City train. Should we be saying this in front of this woman? It's no, all right. No. You come down here. 
I don't care. I Plus, don't we're going you. into a situation where we need to be quiet, so uh, Phoenix going to be a liability here. <laughs> that is true. But I think, I feel the man who uh, constantly claims that I am immune to diseases is more of a liability. Well, I don't come on to spiders. Whereas uh, dwarves who run trains all by themselves in oh, a very important dear. position in uh, what? May I See? quietly interject? Why, if we're on a metal thing that is moving extremely quick, do we need to be afraid of spiders? Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't really call this extremely quick. We could probably walk faster. Well, no, but slightly faster than walking. But direct. I mean, you're aware that spiders come in different sizes, right? Like most spiders that I run into in my life are, are probably bigger than you. Oh, uh, we're talking about your apartment again. Yeah, I mean, well, those ones have some that are about Finnick-sized, but, you know, most spiders in the world are, are bigger than Finnick. Again, would you clean that place once in a while? You wouldn't have that problem. Where? When do I find the time? I've never been back there in days. Did we finish this orientation? All aboard! Oh, I guess the orientation's over. All aboard! Voice of an angel. All right, so the train begins to pull out. The The tunnels are very large because the train itself is very large. The spiders did a really good job of clearing out the rock. Uh, the city has done a so-so job of turning it into an actual tunnel. And you can see in some places that there are bricks covering up holes uh, that would have led to offshoot tunnels. In some places, those have crumbled into it themselves. It's very dark. The only light is coming from lanterns on the outside of the train. Since when do spiders burrow? I've meant to ask. They're just, just big spiders. Big spiders burrow. But they try and collect insects in, like, webs, right? I feel like I've read about spiders who burrow. Yes, those who, uh, say, watch a lot of Discovery Channel will know there are spiders that don't necessarily burrow through rock, but through sand, certainly. So it's not outside of the realm of possibility that in a fantasy magical world there would be spider tunnels. You should watch uh, Life with David Attenborough. That was horrible. Yeah, I know. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so there are three cars. Uh, this was intended to be a very popular service. So there's a, sort of a club car, uh, a passenger car that just has a bunch of benches on it, and then a reclining car, like the lounge area. So they were going to serve meals, but none of these places are staffed. The bar is empty. So you guys uh, sit down, find yourself each a bench, and just settle in for the ride When over the loudspeaker, which is... Basically just a uh, tin can with a wire attached to it. Don't forget to keep your eyes open for the for the spiders. Look out for the spiders, because Lord knows I ain't seen nothing today. Well, one of these cars is about to become a bathroom car, so let's take a vote now. I uh, had some coffee and things are working. I think there's a bathroom at the back of the last car. Oh, is there? Yes. Fook runs off. Uh, Finnick uh, swings open the door to the bar car, takes a bottle from behind the bar. There's nothing there. It's it never got used. Finnick licks the floor. Hey, guys, I think if, uh, if we're going to keep an eye out for spiders, we might want to look out the windows. Just an idea. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to look for spiders. I want to see a spider. Fook, you done pooping? Working on it. The train is moving at a medium pace. Uh, it's very hard to see outside. You don't really see much of anything. But Muldar taking a look outside notices that there's sort of uh, some little 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 squeaky noises. Oh, oh, I think there's some rats out here. Um, ho- Hold on, let's see if they can give us any updates on how things are going. Uh, I'm not sure those are rats. They look like maybe small spiders? I, I mean, they're squeaking kind of like in a rat-like manner. Whatever it is, I'll, 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 give, I'll give them a little hey-ho. Moldar casts beast speak on himself so he can speak with animals. 
and just sort of shouts out a little, how's it going, guys? You hear a hundred voices yelling, flee, 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 flee. Are you guys fleeing from me or are you telling me to flee? Flee, 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 flee. You're not clarifying. What are they saying? Uh, they're just yelling flee. And I, I mean, they actually could be yelling as if there are fleas, that they want us to flee, or that they are fleeing themselves. I don't know. Uh, I they're think speaking to you, I think it's that you have fleas. No, I think they're telling us to run, flee, as in get the heck out of here. Great. Pull out your sword. All right. Agata pulls out her sword. Wait, why are your swords out already? I, I was just blessing a bathroom, and now this? Well, we're with Moldar. What do you think? He started a fight with some spiders. Well, let's just back down a moment. This is public transportation, people. I'm trying to talk it out. Guys, guys, I, I just need a little more information. What, what kind of creatures even are you? I'm just, I'm, I'm new to this whole beast speaking thing. Flee, 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 flee. What else are they going to say? I mean, I, I don't know. I, they could be more verbose. They were just being aloof at first. They're mm-hmm. spiders. You hear the fleeing, the chorus of fleas is now sort of re- receding into the distance. We probably don't need to make a big deal of that. That, that. That's not a problem, probably. Well, we really can't do anything about it. The train is going this way, and we can't turn it around. Okay, can I say, when has anything good happened to us when we heard things telling us to run or go away or flee? I'm just guessing that they've seen that bathroom, because that was a horror story that I can tell if my generations... Oh, no, I don't have generations to come. Oh, no. I'm having a flashback! It's okay for... No, no, no. Turn into the flashback. We need to figure out who you are so we can bring you home. What's happening in the flashback, Book? What's uh, happening in the flashback? There's dead children everywhere. Uh, my wife is over by the... Fa- no, she's dead too. Uh, did you Give have a meet her? Important her details, name was, something uh, you don't run into every day. Oh, I don't remember her name. I should have written that down. Oh, oh I'm back. I'm back. Oh. Well, next time, try and remember her face or what she looks like or maybe the name. Hey, Maldar, next time you're coaching someone through a devastating flashback, maybe don't say that their dead children and wife are not important. I'm just saying it seemed like dead bodies are just an everyday thing. So. You're heartless. Oh, yes, that, that, was, that was cruel. Next time you're in a flashback, check some mail. See that the address is. Oh, I, I, I knew the address. It was my home. Well, what is the address then? Well, it doesn't exist anymore. Well, then. Stopped exist. What, what year is it? Suddenly the train jerks to a halt. Yeah, you are thrown forward. I guess we're here. There's a great screeching. Nick <coughs> flies through the door back to the bar, finding his face right down in the place that he was licking before. He begins licking it again. It tastes great. Attention, passengers. <coughs> Voice of an angel. We seem to have hit a web. I'm going to have to ask everybody to stay very, very quiet. The shutters come down. You can no longer see outside. These shutters are tacky. Shh. I'm sorry it had to be said. Shh. Don't talk. And then the two heavy armor-wearing people have to shift their weight just enough for the clangle of metal to sound through the car. You hear powerful legs on the outside of the car. Finnick climbs into the shadows of the bar and investigates the, uh, the doors and how easy they would both be to open. They're very easy to open from the inside. They have latches. There's security latches that will... Uh, there's a security latch that will open the shutter that's on the out, that's outside of it, and then it's not locked, so you can... Use, if you want to raise the shutter, you can easily get out. Uh, so just so you guys remember, you can get... You can exit the train at any point at, from any car. You can also... 
move between cars, but that means you're moving outside of the train. Agata, with sword in hand, stands ready and aware for any incoming threat. Maldar still has his beast speak activated, and he's going to mix it with his telepathy to try to talk to the spiders telepathically. Hey, spiders. You probably shouldn't try to eat that train. There's nothing in it. Keep looking. And then Maldar turns and winks at his party mates. Who all groan in disgust. You guys didn't even hear it. No, just in general, we all groan in disgust. Yeah, just a general assumption. We all groan in disgust. Blood. Juice. Bring us the juice. We shall follow you to the juice. Yeah. We know where you are. We'll, we'll show you the juice. Just don't attack us, and we'll show you where the juice is. Can you clear the the webs for us so that we can get through? We'll show you the juice. The spider made his own decision about what you were trying to tell it, just so you know. Then uh, you just hear over the over the intercom. Well, they found us. I'm locking up. You're on your own. I think that meant that she's locking down, and we don't have the same protection that she has. Well, we need to get up to the front of this train to clear those webs so we can get moving again. Do you have any fire magic? Uh, yes. Let's get me out there and up there and keep the spiders off me while I, while I uh, clear the webs. I'll defend you, madam. The first spider, blue and glowing, appears as if out of nowhere, directly in front of Maldar. It sniffs him up and down, pokes at him with one of its hairy legs and turns to look at Agata. Well, whoever installed those shutters was just wasting money. It screams. <laughs> a second spider, blue and glowing, appears directly behind Agata and attempts to bite her. As soon as the second spider jumps in and tries to attack Agata, she spins around with her magic sword and throws a mighty blow right across its torso. It recoils and there's blue glowing blood coming out of its torso. All right, so this spider rears up and bites you. And it's This is blue and it's glowing. It's got white legs and so many eyes and its tendrils are so pointy and sharp and they're dripping with poison. Oh, Agata cringes and almost falls down, barely holding herself up with one hand. I think I need help. Help. I think my negotiation failed. A third spider appears in the bar car, moves slowly through, sniffing, sniffs nothing, and disappears. Fook Wimble spins on the spider that just attacked Agata, swings his weapon twice while chanting some sort of mythical prayer towards a god whose name he can't remember, and attacks this spider, hacking at its legs as strongly as he possibly can from underneath. The spider erupts in a gush of blue blood, which splatters around you. It's barely standing. It is heaving, and you can feel that it's about to fall, but it stands still. The other spider disappears. Now that you have had a chance to encounter these things, Agata, you got really up close and personal with it. You know, based on its movement and its use of poison, that this is a phase spider. So named because they are able to phase in and out of the ethereal plane. So they are still here. You just can't see them. It's a phase spider. They're here. They're still here. They're still here. Yes, I think we all know that. It seemed obvious from the context. I thought so. Finnick, up in the bar car, still hiding. 
Finnick dashes out from behind the bar and flings open the doors to the next car. And you get immediately attacked by a spider that's waiting above the two cars. The spider that was perched atop the space between the two cars reaches down with its teeth and sinks into his arm, coursing the poison into his veins. Look out, Finnick, a spider! Yeah, thanks. Finnick grabs the spider by the neck as its teeth are still in him, pulls out his rapier, and stabs it through the bottom of his head all the way through to the top. Uh, so you do stab right through, but you don't hit anything vital. The The brain is not affected, but when you pull your rapier back out, it's got blue glowing blood on it. Finnick lets go of the spider and stumbles back behind... Uh, one of the tables. Agata, knowing that she's close to death and having heard Finnick being attacked as well, uses her own inner innate power to preserve life. Well, I'm glad you're not using your inert power to preserve innate. life. <laughs> Nothing happens. <laughs> Finnick suddenly feels better. Thanks. You're welcome. Be quiet. <laughs> they already know we're here. Maldar, seeing that Agata is still in pretty bad condition despite her healing, runs across the car and jabs his spear into the spider and stands back to back with his comrades in a defensive position. And the spider falls. It has very little left inside of it to keep it alive. Fook rolls out from under it just in time. So, uh, we're not going to really get moving anytime soon. Uh, hope you're still alive. We need to go clear those webs. Having killed, having seen one of its comrade dies, the other spider, the second spider that had disappeared from the passenger car now reappears and is directly over Maldar. From the ceiling, it lunges down to bite him. Bites into your arm. We trusted you. Not very well, jerk. Maldar casts hellish rebuke, pointing at the spider for his sassy language. And his face becomes very devilish again, and fire erupts from the spider. Burn. Ooh, was that a belch? No, I was, I was telling him to burn. I was telling him to burn while my voice... Ah, it's gone. And the spider recoils from the power of his belch. It very much sounded like a belch. It's, it's not easy to control the devilish voice inside uh, me. Just stand aside, I have a spider to kill. The third spider reappears in the bar car, having found its quarry. The spider already has a taste for Finnick, and it goes in for a second helping. Finnick, who sees him coming, turns away just a bit, but still gets torn into. But not as bad as it otherwise would have been. Good on you, it says you, or seems to say to you, because your poisons are getting a little woozy now. Hey, Maldar, I think these spiders are speaking to me now. Oh, that's not a good sign when it happens to you. No, it's... It's normal for me to be... You don't have residual beast speak? That's not how that works. All right. Fook gives out a little yelp, moves towards the spider, and swings his battle axe twice. The first one missing wildly, just shaving hairs off the spider's leg. The second one biting a little deeply into one of the remaining legs. The spider seems very, very put out by this. Uh, not life-threateningly put out, but it seems very angry at you now. If I had a newspaper, you'd be dead already. It takes a heavy book. Heard only by Mulder. <laughs> Guys, the spiders are giving us sass. Finnick, not seeing any uh, advantage in being underneath the spider, quickly rolls out from underneath the spider and dashes through the two doors towards the group. The spider attempts to 
spike down on you, but you're just so quick, it doesn't get a chance to hit you. Fennec runs toward the group through the doors, uh, knocks an arrow into a short bow, and shoots an arrow at the back of the spider that is closest to them. The spider explodes. <laughs> you seem to You seem to have found the exhaust vent. <laughs> I softened it up for you. <laughs> Fook is now glowing blue in the blood of a spider. <laughs> it actually tastes rather nice. Agata summons the last of her strength and throws a very well-targeted, completely forceful guiding bolt at the spider in her line of sight. This spider is bleeding. The bar is now certainly unusable, unless you have some sort of economy-sized prestidigitation wand but it still is standing. This thing is not doing well. That is what you're seeing. Fook looks very excited that he's finally going to get a kill, raises up his battle axe, and begins to move towards the... Maldar points a finger at the spider and fires off two bolts of Eldritch Blast. Oh, no! But I want it... Oh, God. <laughs> See, uh, I killed all the spiders, guys. I did all the work while I, you guys were just... I softened everything up. Mm-hmm. The spider falls and is now blocking access to the bar. A voice comes over. Here's a little help here. Oh, let's move. That does not sound good. No. Fook moves towards the uh, the bar car and tries to shove the spider out of the way. The carcass of this spider is taking up a lot of space. Little, little help, I'm very old. Finnick knocks a short bow onto, uh, knocks an arrow onto a short bow. Let's see if this works again. <laughs> And uh, and fires it at the spider. All right, you're firing at the spider corpse? Um, Just to see if it explodes. A geyser of blood erupts right into the eyes of Fook. It's spraying eggs, too. Good lord, stamp, stamp. So Agata looks at Fook trying to fruitlessly move this corpse and Finnick shooting this dead corpse and decides to go out the back of the train and exit into the tunnel between the train cars. And she yells over her shoulder, Hey, guys, there is another way out. You coming? You are in complete darkness as soon as you step outside the train. As soon as Agata steps outside the train, she creates a flaming sphere near the front of the train. You see the front of the train. You see like a glint of of a web, and you see it start to burn away. Baldar follows Agata out of the car, moving as quickly as he can to the front while swigging back a healing potion from his back. Fook, you see a very pissed off spider blink into existence directly above you. It wants to avenge its father. Finally, a kill for myself. It opens its mouth and closes its mouth. (laughs) (laughs) You think it wanted to bite you, but it lost interest halfway through. Fuchs says, let me show you how it's done, and then promptly misses with his first swing of his battle axe. But on the the backswing, the battle axe bites slightly into one of its uh, mandibles. That's the word I was looking for, mandible. <laughs> the spider opens its mouth as if to scream, but then decides probably doesn't need to right now. Finnick dives down to the uh, the base of the door, aims up with the short bow, and shoots it directly into the spider's face. The arrow hits. It seems to get it right in a vein on the neck. So much so that yet another geyser of blood hits Fuchs' open mouth again. But the spider is still above you. I think their blood's alcoholic because this is giving me a buzz. Agata, hearing that there's a commotion and a fight going on at the front of the train, decides to run along the outside of the train towards both the commotion and the, the sphere. 
Maldar, seeing the spider with his superior dark vision, climbs up onto the top of the train and points his fingers at the spider and fires off two eldritch blasts. The the dark energy of this thing pulsates through the air. There's ominous an electric feel all around it as the air gets ozonated. And it's going to make a lot of air ozonated because it completely misses both times and just flies off into the darkness. It's hard to aim while climbing, I guess. Sorry. This spider now has its attention attracted by a certain tiefling. It moves up, flashes in and out of existence, is suddenly in front of you, and it wants to kiss you. The spider that just appeared in front of Maldar bites into his neck. The bite tears at your skin through your neck's flesh, and it pumps its poison into you. And you fall to the ground, unconscious. I have admittedly mixed feelings about this. It poofs out of existence. What just happened? Maldar fell. You can't see that. I can hear scales as they hit the ground. Yep, true, yep. There's a big thud as Maldar lands, limp and stiff. How can you be both... This has been Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto comedians. Starring Oliver Giorgio as Finnick the Rogue, Joanna Houghton as Agatha the Cleric, Maddox Campbell as Maldar the Warlock, Scott Thrower as Fook the Paladin, and Kyle Scott as the Dungeon Master. Audio recording by Andrea Miller. Theme by Derek Baldwin. Edited by Maddox Campbell. Created by Kyle Scott and Maddox Campbell. Opening and credits read by Ralph McLeod. Caverns and Comedians is a Kicks and Giggles production. More information can be found at kicksandgigglesentertainment.com slash cavernsandcomedians or on iTunes. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and review it. Your support will help us make more episodes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>